right, welcome to Locked On Warriors, your podcast on all things Golden State Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, and on today's Monday edition, we have our media day takeaways, uh, including why the Warriors are optimistic that Andrew Wiggins will be ready for the start of the regular season. That's all coming up next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The latest on Clay Thompson's eventual return coming up later in the episode, plus um, an update on where the Warriors stand regarding the 15th spot on the roster and maybe some potential trades down the line. But at first, I wanted to talk about the latest on Andrew Wiggins, who is making headlines now because he's not getting vaccinated or has not been vaccinated. And that's put his availability for Golden State in jeopardy because San Francisco, starting October 13th, is going to implement a rule that says, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you cannot uh, participate in events such as and many other things, but including uh, playing for a professional basketball team indoors. And so Andrew Wiggins, who months and months and months ago when the vaccine was first uh, came out and made available, uh, said that he was not going to get the vaccine unless he was forced to get it. And then over the weekend, his uh, appeal to the NBA that he did not want to get the vaccine for religious purposes was rejected. And so now we're at a situation where Andrew Wiggins is kind of at his last resort. This is the point where he is being forced to get the vaccine in order to play. Um, asked about this uh, on Media Day, Bob Myers went first, Steve Kerr went after. Both uh, echoed the same sentiment, that they expect Andrew Wiggins and their full complement of players to be, to be available for the start of the season. This is what Bob Myers said, quote, I'm optimistic that come the first game here at Chase, we'll have our full complement of players. My belief and my thoughts are that we'll have the full team uh, and I'm not really preparing for anything different right now. A few minutes later, Steve Kerr at the podium said, we'll just see how everything plays out. We're hopeful that it is all resolved over the next couple of weeks. We're going into camp tomorrow with a plan to have everyone on the floor. So the Warriors are downplaying this issue with Andrew Wiggins, but it also feels like they're optimi that they're optimistic that he's going to be available. And I'll go back to what I said before. I think there, there's a belief in the Warriors organization that when push comes to shove, Andrew Wiggins will just get the vaccine so that he can play. And the fact that this ordinance does not go into effect until October 13th is helpful, right? Because we know that he could get the one shot uh, Johnson & Johnson uh, shot, or if he has to take the two shots, there's two weeks in between, and there's two weeks after the final shot uh, in which that you are considered vaccinated, right? This... It's, it's, it's September 27th now on Media Day. Andrew Wiggins will be at Media Day, right, taking the pictures, doing all the things. Um, I'm talking to you before Andrew Wiggins has gone up on the podium, uh, going right after Bob Myers and Steve Kerr's talk so I can get this newest stuff to you as soon as possible. But um, Wiggins should be able to be involved in training camp and things like that. And if he starts this vaccination process soon, he should be available. And the Warriors won't have to deal with any or very minimal issues uh, regarding Andrew Wiggins' vaccination status. So we'll see what happens. We have yet to hear from Andrew Wiggins. Uh, we will have another update for you later on uh, his status, depending on what he says, if he says anything at all. Um, but I did find that really interesting, um, that the Warriors are very optimistic that Wiggins will be available. And the fact that they're being, they're, they're saying publicly, we don't have a backup plan. 
because we fully expect him to be available. And when I keep and when I say that they expect him, they weren't commenting directly on him because they tried to stay away from commenting on any individual player's vaccination status. But everybody knows who they were talking about, and they were talking by, around it in a way that made it very clear um, on purpose. So there's that. Then there's the Clay Thompson stuff. So uh, this to me was interesting. Um, they're not going to rush Clay Thompson back, which is good because there were reports immediately after the NBA schedule came out that they thought that Clay maybe had a target date for December 25th, the Christmas Day game that the Warriors are going to be playing on national TV, part of that national slate of games. Um, and that to me was concerning. You might be saying, well, why would that be a concern? Clay Thompson coming back soon, that must be a good thing. No, no, no. I was concerned that they were rushing him back so that he could be available for that Christmas Day game because everything that I had been hearing before that was January, early 2022, right? January, February even. Like, I've been hearing that kind of timetable. Then all of a sudden, the schedule comes out. It's revealed that the Warriors are going to be playing in that national game on Christmas, and they say, oh, well, maybe he could be back by Christmas. Now, for the record, that was reported by ESPN. I had never heard any of that in my own reporting, okay? I think that that was not coming from the coaching staff. I don't think that that report was coming from the team doctors. I don't think that that report was coming from Clay Thompson's camp. I'll just put it that way. Um, today, Bob Myers and Steve Kerr both echoed the same sentiment regarding Clay that they're not going to rush him back. And that's a really good sign because. Everybody wants Clay Thompson to play as soon as possible. Everybody loves watching Clay Thompson play. Who doesn't like watching Clay play basketball? He's one of the most fun players to watch in the NBA. Everybody loves Clay Thompson. You, me, everybody on the planet wants Clay to be playing basketball as soon as possible. But more than anything, we want Clay to be back to 100%. We want Clay to be healthy. We don't want Clay to miss any more time because of any kind of injuries. And if he does get rushed back, we want we I think the fear is that he wouldn't be what he was before the injury. Now we don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. But my thing has always been this. Get him as close to that as possible. Be 110% positive that you're not going to re-injure anything when he comes back. You just have to be as safe as possible with Klay Thompson because at the end of the day, you need him to be ready for the playoffs, right? You need him to be as good as he can possibly be by the playoffs, and that gives you ample time. So setting some sort of Christmas Day game as a target I thought was really uh, premature and irresponsible if that was being done at all at any level of the Warriors organization. Luckily, that that is not the case based on what we've heard um, as uh, uh, on Monday's media day. So um, that's what he says for Clay Thompson. The other thing that I found interesting was that um, uh, the the it's kind of been decided that Clay is going to make his debut at home at Chase Center. Now, if you've been following this program and my thoughts and my reporting on Clay Thompson. That shouldn't come as uh, a shock to anybody. I think that was probably widely expected. But it was notable that Steve Kerr came out and said it. That, hey, Bob Myers told me that I have to play Clay Thompson for the first time at Chase Center in front of our home fans. Again, makes all the sense in the world. And it is kind of amazing, by the way, to think that Clay Thompson has never played a game at Chase Center. That's, it's true, it's, but it's crazy when you really think about it. Feels like we've been at Chase Center for more than two years now. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that's that's the deal. Is that Clay will not play until there's a home game. The schedule, um, they play Phoenix on Christmas Day in Phoenix. So this idea of him playing Clay coming back for the Christmas Day game, if well if he's going to make his debut at home, then it's not going to happen um, in Phoenix. That's not home. Uh, they play uh, Denver 
at Chase Center on the 28th, and they're on the road uh, for New Year's, so at Denver, then at Utah for December 30th and January 1st. They play uh, at home against Miami on January 3rd, but right after that, they're on the road for a couple of games, and they're at home, and then they're on the road again for four straight road games. So yeah, they're at home on January 3rd. They're at home on January 9th against Cleveland, but the days that I'm looking at uh, are January 18th to January 29th. It's a one, two, three, four, five, seven game homestand. It's one of their longest homestands of the season. Uh, starts January 18th against the Pistons at Chase Center. Then they play Indiana, Houston, Utah, Dallas, Minnesota, and then Brooklyn. That's what I'm looking at. That is a nice extended seven game homestand. Clay Thompson can come back. Doesn't have to travel for a very long time from January 18th to January 29th, 11 days where he doesn't have to travel. Um, and can just be with the team at home for seven home games. So that's the day I have scheduled, January 18th. That's what I have circled on my calendar. The other part of it, too, and I found this mildly surprising, but I, I probably shouldn't have, uh, is that they expect that Clay and James Wiseman, who we'll talk about here in a minute, um, will probably play in the G League for a little bit before they make their way back to Golden State. Again, shouldn't be shocking, right? This is The Warriors have used the G League to rehab this, the biggest star of stars, Steph Curry, a couple of years like uh, a couple of years ago. Remember when Steph was coming back from the broken hand? He played in a scrimmage in Santa Cruz. Now, those guys probably won't play in games, but they could play in, in scrimmages in Santa Cruz. You could see Clay spending that time in Santa Cruz while the while the Warriors, while Golden State are away on that road trip. They come back. Clay comes uh, goes north from Santa Cruz back to San Francisco, and maybe makes his debut January fourteenth. So that's the day that I'm circling. Um, we'll have more on uh, the other injuries, including James Wiseman, and then what the Warriors are expecting from the rookies early on. They finally gave some voice to that. That's all coming up next here on Locked on Warriors. But first, let's talk about Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense, and it required very little strategy. So in 2020... Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's player simply had more scheduled games to play that week, that's over. The days of mindlessly, uh, mindless daily busy work, that's over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of all that busy work, also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, more, whatever you want to do. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code, and if you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app, start a league with your friends today. You're not going to be disappointed. Let's also take a moment to talk about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? 
There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here with Locked on Warriors. Going to discuss um, Draymond Green not being at Media Day. What's going on there? Uh, and the Warriors' comments, Bob Myers' comments on a potential trade and not necessarily regarding Ben Simmons, but hinting at it. Um, but first, I want to talk about the rookies. Um, so when asked about the rookies, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, would not talk about giving those guys immediate roles right away, which is notable because on one hand, it shows that they are learning from the James Wiseman experience from last year, that you can't just hand these rookies uh, the keys, you can't hand them major responsibilities right away. And uh, when talking about the rookies, Steve Kerr said, you know, what can we ex- asked about like what we could expect from them, playing time, how they're going to develop. He said every day is going to be about development for the rookies, but that that's going to be limited to mostly film work, scrimmages, uh, practicing. And he said, quote, possibly games. Okay? Quote, possibly games. So we have no indication that the Warriors are going to rely on Moses Moody or Jonathan Kaminga at all right away. Now, I do expect that they will get some sort of run. Maybe it's in garbage time. Maybe it's in something like that. Maybe it's early in the season when they're dealing with some of these injuries and they're waiting for these guys to come back, especially if Andrew Wiggins for some reason can't go. I know that they're optimistic that he can go, but if he's not available, Clay Thompson's obviously not available. Um, they're going to need to fill some minutes on the wing, but that's another thing. Uh, but possibly games to me is interesting. Okay, and that's going to be the headline that a lot of people grab. But let me get let, let's go back to what he was talking about. Mostly film, mostly scrimmages, mostly practices. That's also an indicator that those guys are not going to be spending a ton of time in the G League in Santa Cruz, right? Film work, practices, scrimmages, you only get I, the the best version of that is in Golden State with Steph, with Draymond, with that coaching staff, right? So this idea that a guy like Kaminga could spend a lot of extended time in the G League in Santa Cruz, I never bought into that idea because I didn't think that you would be properly developing him. I don't know what you learn if you're Jonathan Kaminga from playing in the G League because if you're Kaminga, you need to learn to play with a lower usage and be more efficient. You're not going to learn that in Santa Cruz where you're going to get the ball all the time. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to get opportunity to play through mistakes, but you're not going to have that opportunity in Golden State, not just as a rookie, but for years, you're not going to get to play through the mistakes. Like for years... Jonathan Kaminga is going to be a fourth, fifth, sixth option on offense at best. At best. Right? I mean, that's the plan. You've got Steph, Clay, Draymond, Jordan Poole, James Wiseman. That's the plan. So he needs to learn to play in a smaller role efficiently. And you don't learn that in Santa Cruz where you're going to get to go turn the ball over six times and play through. Like, you don't learn it that way. Uh, I think, and and this to me was notable because it underscores that fact that, hey, no, he's probably not going to get a regular role in the rotation, him, neither Moses Moody, even though I think Moody's probably closer to that than Kaminga is. But right now, none of them are promised a regular night-to-night role in the rotation, that it will be, at first, the expectation limited to film work, practices, and scrimmages with Golden State. That, to me, is what is interesting, in addition to the, quote, possibly games uh, uh, quote from there. Um, So that's to me, a really good sign. So from Bob Myers to Steve Kerr, I think they handled Media Day really well. I think they gave you the answers that you probably wanted to hear. 
But I don't think they were lying either. I think they are truly optimistic that Andrew Wiggins will be available. I think they are taking the right approach with the rookies. And then I know I told you I would talk about James Wiseman a little bit more. They expect him to be back, obviously. Uh, not sure when that timetable is. But the same way with Clay Thompson, they're not going to rush him back. They're not going to risk his long-term health. And with Wiseman, I think that's the right move too. Number one, they don't really need him right away. They have Kevon Looney. They signed Amanja Bializia. They don't really need James Wiseman right away. And I know that he's younger than Clay and all these things, but you can't mess around with these seven-footers, especially with the lower body injuries. Wiseman coming back from that MCL uh, tear. You just, you don't want to, you don't want to get cute with that, right? You're not, it's not worth it if you, like, he's not going to have to sit the whole season, but if he had to, it would be worth it, right? You just, you don't mess around with the long-term health with seven-footers and this lower body stuff. It's too much, too scary, too risky. They're not going to rush him back. Now, with Wiseman and Clay, both should be available to do some stuff in training camp. Neither one of them are going to scrimmage. Neither one of them are going to go through contact, but they will be available to do stuff in training camp. I think both of them probably look will look good during training camp, but again, this coaching staff, the medical staff, everybody involved, not going to rush any of them back. I think that's a great move. I think it's a great decision. I think the Warriors, more than anything, have learned so much from last season that they are clearly applying to this season, not just with how they're handling the rookies, but from revamping the coaching staff, how they're handling these injuries. All of that, um, I think, is a very uh, positive thing that I think they could take away from last season. I think what we're learning, not only just from Media Day, but all the interviews and stuff after the draft, during Summer League, all this kind of stuff that we've heard um, and what's been reported by me and other people, um, I just I think that they have the right perspective going into this season. Now, that's not to say that they're going to get to where they want to go. You know, there's still a team that missed the playoffs two years in a row. They think they have more depth, but who knows if you can't really rely on these rookies. That's a whole other thing. Um, but that's part of it. Draymond Green was not part of Media Day. I'll tell you why that was next here on Locked on Warriors. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everybody. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors by now, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor is any of the fruit-flavored ones covered in chocolate. I want to know what your favorite flavor is, too. If you don't have one, then you need to try all of the flavors. You could do that by getting a mixed box where you're going to get two each of nine flavors so that you could decide on your favorite. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy, too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off on your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so Draymond Green was not available uh, on media day. Reason being uh, personal reasons. So he was not available, but they expect Draymond Green to be back um, at any uh, soon for training camp starting Tuesday. So not a long-term issue with Draymond Green, but I did decide to tease it until... Uh, the end of the show to make you listen the entire time because that's how radio works, people. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed, by the way, on YouTube here or wherever you get your podcast, your favorite podcasting app, Locked On Warriors, and all of the great Locked On Podcast Network content is available on that. And we uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure to go check out Locked On NBA for the bigger picture stuff from around the league from Media Day. Actually, I'll be on Locked On NBA Tuesday morning. Me and David Ramil from Locked On Heat 
we'll have the latest from Media Day around the NBA uh, for you tomorrow morning. So um, that's all of that. There was one other interesting quote that I wanted to get to here, and it was regarding um, the Warriors and how they feel about um, making a trade. And there's been a lot of rumors about Ben Simmons, whether or not the Warriors could be a fit there uh, for him. And Joe Lakeup obviously talking to the San Francisco Chronicle uh, a week ago or so, saying that he doesn't think Ben Simmons would be a fit. And Bob Myers, when he was at the podium, was asked, not about Ben Simmons specifically, but around it enough where he wouldn't get fined. Joe Lakeup got fined $50,000 for making a comment about Ben Simmons. Um, I can't remember who the reporter was. I want to say it was Tim Kawakami. Uh, asked... Bob Myers uh, about Ben Simmons, but tried try to, to lead him in a way that allowed him to talk around it. And basically, we got this answer in regards to a trade for Ben Simmons or otherwise from Bob Myers. I expect this roster to be our roster. That's it. Now, Bob Myers also obviously left open the possibility of a trade down the road saying, hey, we feel like, you know, when we need to make a trade, if things feel stale, if we're not happy with the roster, yeah, we'll start exploring those kinds of options. But for right now... Bob Myers is saying that he is happy with the construction of the roster. And I think mostly that is, I, you know, I think it's for a good reason. I think this roster is well-constructed enough. I had some of my issues with free agency. I don't think they maximized free agency. I don't think that they are maximizing Steph Curry's window. But as far as, you know, it, the plan that they had, I think they executed it relatively well. I think they, you know, swung and missed on some of the ring-chasing vets that they would have liked to have. But other than that, like, they wanted to get younger. They wanted to use those lottery picks on young guys. They did, you know. I have my issues with that, but as far as executing that plan, I thought they did a pretty good job of it. Um, so there's that part of it. And then obviously, you know, I think there's the other part of it is that they don't know what this group looks like with Clay Thompson, right? They need to know what Clay looks like when he comes back and how the rest of the roster responds to Clay and how this group looks. And what does James Wiseman look like when he comes back? How much progress can James Wiseman make? Steve Kerr talked about how, hey, yeah, it's not ideal that James Wiseman can't play and that he's not available for summer league and he won't be available for training camp. But it does give him an opportunity to kind of sit back, focus on the little things, do a lot of film work, kind of get his life in order a little bit, get adjusted to playing in the NBA because we know that his rookie season was such a whirlwind, and obviously focus on his body with rehab and stuff like that, which is going to be very important for a young player, especially a player like Wiseman who has a great huge frame but needs to fill out a little bit more. Um, so he mentioned all those things. But yeah, as far as the trade is concerned, I do think the Warriors... Look, if Damian Lillard was available or Bradley Beal or something, yeah, you just make the trade and you're like, okay, we're probably going to be better with these guys than if we didn't have them, right? But these other kinds of trades, um, even something like Ben Simmons, whose fit is so questionable in Philadelphia and would be anywhere else, um, I don't know that it's worth rocking the boat right now, right? Obviously, there's things that you like about Ben Simmons. There's obviously some limitations to his game. But you don't know what this group looks like with Klay Thompson. You don't know what it looks like with your, your full allotment of you know, rookies and young players and what it looks like when everybody's healthy. I do think that Bob Myers, generally speaking, uh, wants to see this group together before making any sort of major decisions down the road. And by the way, that's not to say that once Clay Thompson comes back, they'll be like, all right, what can we trade Andrew Wiggins for? Like, I don't think that that's going to be the situation. I think that this front office, and I've reported this for about a year now, guys, I think they're comfortable with this being the core going forward. Like, this idea that they're a superstar trade away, that they're just assembling assets ready and ready to make uh, make a move and pounce on the next superstar who demands a trade. This idea, I, 
I, that's not how this organization is approaching things. That's not to say that they wouldn't make that kind of deal, that they wouldn't make those phone calls. I'm just telling you that they're not counting on that and that they're more than comfortable with this core going forward. They believe that this core can win a championship again with Steph. They do believe that. You and I can disagree on that. They believe that. And they do, I think they are comfortable going forward with this group. Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, whatever. Whatever player that you think that they might trade or have concerns health-wise with, and they're comfortable with this group. But it does start mostly uh, with what it looks like when Clay Thompson comes back and then to a lesser extent when James Wiseman looks like when he does come back. But um, those are my media day takeaways. If anything else uh, notable comes out, I will be back here on YouTube and back here on your podcast feed to give you the latest updates on all the Warriors. Remember to keep it locked in here with Locked On Warriors. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And then for your second listen, make sure to go check out Locked On NBA. Or if you're a 49ers fan, or maybe you're still a Raiders fan, go check out the Locked On shows that we have for your favorite NFL teams as well. Um, just cleaning up some stuff now. Maybe some of you are surprised to be seeing me right now or hearing me right now. Uh, as you know, I will be transitioning away from Locked On Warriors. Um, I've already left my job at the San Jose Mercury News, uh, moving to Miami. Actually, I've already moved to Miami and uh, covering, you know, I've got things in the works there. But while we transition Locked On Warriors, I will be here for you covering Media Day, obviously training camp, uh, and depending on how long this is going to go. We're still in the transition. Don't know who your next host is for Locked On Warriors. But for now, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.